Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Community Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of February 26th, 2023. We are on a new system. This should be better. I am excited. This is also apparently is good for streaming. So when we start doing, you know, more media content as this media empire takes over, we now have the ability to stream things. And, oh, it's going to be great. That's what people want. Are we on camera right now? <laughs> so that was that's my one line, right? Is that I know so many podcasts do video now. And I just can't bring myself to be like, I think we should do that. I do I have, not wish I have, to be perceived. No, I have, I have, I have literally no reason for that. <laughs> the idea of, I'm trying to think of like the first podcast I ever saw was video is probably the old, um, they called it co-optional podcasts with Total Biscuit on like YouTube back in the day. And they had, they had a video podcast that they did like three hours every Tuesday, which was way too much. And I feel like this face would need three hours of makeup before me. <laughs> that's the other thing is I, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to be presentable. Sickos committee. We have a face for radio. Yes. That's why podcasting is wonderful. It doesn't require you to have a charmingly good face. It just lets you be me and it's fine. Well, folks, we had a Jordan, sort of you, a, Jordan, did you forget something? <laughs> whatever. I, I'll introduce myself. My name is Jordan. I'm awesome. And I got three people with me. I don't know about them. They're fine, I guess. <laughs> now, I've got I've got Chicken Sedan, I've got Pit Girl, and I have Andrew. Chicken Sedan, how are you today? I'm doing well. Our uh, neighbor is building the home next door. We're we're looking at their place, looking paint samples. So we stopped over. We talked to them. Went out to dinner. You know, had ourselves a nice little friendly dinner. Good. We've met them before. Go to trivia most weeks with them, so it's not like a brand new thing. That's, that's, that's very aggressive for a first meeting, but I'm glad that yeah, had some yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> hey, girl, how are you? I'm good. I have recently returned from from Pittsburgh, which I will talk about a little bit more later in the show. Uh, but I would like to take this moment to shout out Benny Fierro's on the South Side, home of insanely large slices of pizza, like two of those like paper like white plates. Like it, one slice takes up two of those. Gotcha. 10 out of 10, strongly recommend. There's there's a pizza place in Dallas called Canaroso, which is sort of like our wood-fired Neapolitan-style pizza place. And they've opened up many more of them. Originally, it was just a guy with a wood-fire oven behind his truck. He used to go to wine bars. But then people complained that you know it wasn't real pizza because it's Neapolitan pizza. So it's the little, like, mm-hmm. little small ones. And so he opened up a, a New York-style pizza place as his own competition. <laughs> And they would just shit talk each other on Twitter all the time about how the other one wasn't real pizza. And then next to one of those, they've also opened a Detroit style pizza place at this point. So now he basically owns pizza in this town. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I should. Yeah, I was going to I was going to have to interject with some some uh, Detroit pizza love. the opportunities there. We got to measure pizza vertically as well as horizontally. Mm -hmm. I should say for additional context that. Pittsburgh has like the most bars per capita of any American city and 75% of them are in Southside. So the giant pizza slice place is in Southside for a reason. And I was there at like midnight last night. So you guys do the math. Best slice of pizza you've ever had is what you're telling me. Yep. At the flats area. Yeah. So there's Southside flats and Southside slope. The bars are on the flat and then people live on the slope. I once stayed in Airbnb, like on the very top of the slopes. We went down to the flats for dinner, and uh, it was 
we were in our 30s, so I felt very old for this place. <laughs> there are a lot of Duca- – like, Pitt students generally don't drink on Southside because it's kind of a pain to get there from Oakland if you're taking transit. But Duquesne students go there a lot. Um, and the people that I was there with, some of them are Duquesne alumni. Um, so shout out also to Jekyll and Hyde, which is a fun Halloween-themed bar with very, very sweet cocktails if you want to relive your, like, early college years. Nice. No, I don't. I really don't, but I'm glad oh. that's an option. They have beer, too. I got a $4 random can. I regret oh, nothing. Nice. Andrew, how are you, sir? Good. Can I can I tell the, the story of the sicko sports that I've attended here? Yeah, late? absolutely. So uh, Ohio State lost on – the men lost on Thursday. Yes, Friday, they, they played a great game against uh, – the women played a great game against Maryland. Comes down to the end – they put a, a bank shot back in with like 0.5 seconds left and it was late. So they lost. Oh. Then I'm at uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Edmonton Oilers. Columbus okay. goes up for nothing. Then they give up four goals because Connor McDavid is not human. That guy's amazing. But then they win 6-5 and they're like the worst team in the league. So they won and that was great. And then today, uh, Ohio State beat Illinois, which was very funny. And the Thursday game was the one, if people saw on the Twitter, that Ohio State was down, the men were down four, and they shot five threes that all missed in like the last eight seconds. So yeah, that was, it's, been a, it's been a sickos weekend of, uh, of sporting events here, but dear, I'm, I'm well. Dear God. It's good. The weather is also strange. I don't know how it's been in other parts of the country, but it's been 70 one day and then 40 another day. Yeah. So it's just like random number generator sort of stuff, which is really great for uh, your sinuses and not getting a headache. So that's, that's good. But <laughs> otherwise, I'm good. If and Beth were here, she would call that Pennsylvania weather, and she would be correct. Yeah, it's very Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana weather. Did you did you catch that ice storm that came through? It thank thankfully the ice storm missed me, but I did see the photos. The ice storm was like further north up by Michigan. Yeah, everything everything here was just completely frozen. Apparently, like yeah. apparently through um, Oklahoma tonight, they're having like hundred mile per hour winds, just like normal shit, you know. Well, it was yeah, snowing in LA yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, actually, I put something in the show notes about the ice storm here. We'll, and we'll raining in Vegas. <laughs> that was that was a lot of rain, too. It was that wasn't lot. like a sprinkle. That was yeah. like a downpour. We'll, we'll talk about that one as well. Yeah. Kamish is on assignment still. He's currently stuck in traffic getting home from the San Antonio and Brahmas game. The Brahmas had a good win tonight against Orlando. I am still in an XFL phase where I'm enjoying it. The sport, we're on week two. We'll see if that excitement continues. I don't know that I can like get that much excitement to keep going, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll start with college football things, since that's ostensibly our brand. The Pac-12 can't seem to find a home for their television. And it's kind of funny. We did, however, learn what Ion TV was this week. I did not know what Ion TV was. And apparently it is where you go to watch things like Blue Buds, Bones, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Criminal Mind, all the NCISs, Leverage, something called Leverage Redemption. Uh, also, did you know the MacGyver reboot got five seasons? There was a MacGyver reboot. Yes, <laughs> five this seasons. is. I learned. I dude, the the other one is. Did you know the Hawaii Five O reboot got ten seasons? That when was the MacGyver reboot? The MacGyver reboot was between sixteen and twenty one. Twenty sixteen, oh, twenty twenty one. So recent. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. And yet they gave Emmys to the Good Place. I will fight you on that. Do not go, do not <laughs> even do not even do not even mess with the good place. It's a good show. I will I will 
I'll go to the mattresses on that one. Uh, apparently, the MacGyver reboot takes place in the same fictional or- universe as the Hawaii Five O and Magnum PI reboots. Sure. Huh. I will you say just that- can't have new things yeah i will say that i was familiar with the existence of ion tv because the target demographic for that channel is my mom uh okay so yeah if you got all I'm of looking... your ncis's in one place i mean it just sounds like when you is it actually pronounced ion tv and not ion yeah. tv it's ion like like the you know the charged atom yes they're they yeah, used to have branding that was like it. gold plus yes but the way you're pronouncing it makes me think like a local news Ion traffic. Oh, oh no, I was ion. Saying, am I saying Ion? Oh, Ion, yeah. Making fun of the way I say things. By the way, the tagline for Ion TV was positively entertaining. Yeah. Oh, it's like cute. That. I like it. They used to be PAX TV, apparently, which is also, again, something where people just, it was on an HD channel that you got over the air that you would occasionally flip to because you found out that you had, and it would have lots of things like MacGyver. Well, they could just rebrand back to that when they add uh, Pac-12. Right. But apparently they're not getting the Pac-12, which everyone was very happy for a little while. And then everyone started thinking about what other like weird channels could we put that Pac-12 on? CW. CW. I want them on the CW. CW along with uh, along with LIV. And then we also got people going back, well, let's just bring back the bring back UPN or the WB. And then just remembering things that used to be on the UPN and WB. I had forgotten, by the way, that... So I was... Surprise, surprise. I'm a big Star Trek person. I remember when... <laughs> Enterprise came out. I remember it came out in 2001 when I was in high school, but I didn't remember that it came out two weeks after 9-11. <laughs> like, that's what they thought that we needed as a country to get us through the dark times was Scott Bakula. And let's be honest here. It, it helped. It helped the country, the country, I'm sure. That first season of Enterprise, however, was kind of rough. I won't lie. I was also lots, watching lots of Star Trek Voyager on UPN. UPN was known for wrestling, weren't they? That was They had, like, WWF Raw or one of those. I think they were a wrestling channel. Like that was their big draw originally. I feel like if it was, if they were wrestling, it would have been WCW for sure. That's probably. I I just remember that they were they did Star Trek, and they had, they had Star Trek. They had wrestling, and then they had Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> like the the Sarah Michelle Gellar show, which you know, that works great. I, I found this out, by the way, because not like before as a separate joke, I found out that first off, did you know the first XFL game had like 15 million viewers? I'd forgotten how big the original F- XFL like opening weekend was. Mm. It was wow. huge, like 15 million viewers. And then the second game <laughs> was on UPN <laughs> because you no, know, it had to be WWF because Vince McMahon owned it. And that was part of the deal. Right. They, put it on, mm-hmm. they put it on UPN and the drop off was just hilarious. But that original XFL was was not great for a lot of reasons. Yeah, they actually aired SmackDown. <laughs> that was the one that where their big selling point was, we're going to go into cheerleaders' locker rooms. Oh, yeah, it was real. Just No, it was real gross. But the one thing about the, the XFL, the original incarnation that I thought was great, was uh, instead of a uh, coin flip, they just had the two fastest guys line up uh, at the end zone and have to grab the football like it's a game of uh, Snatch the Egg. Wait, have you guys ever seen this? Like they capture the flag start. Hold up, let me let me find it because it's they stopped doing it because it it literally became too dangerous. Yeah, I mean it does seem like it would likely engender some safety issues. Oh, hold on, didn't I mean, somebody get injured like I, the first weekend doing can this? I do this. Hold up, let's see this screen share. 
Ooh. They also advertised uh, no fair catches on puns, which just <laughs> lets you were puns. So fancy. No way, Jose. I think the audio actually will go in too, so we'll see what happens. Now we're going to compete for the right to choose who possesses the ball at the start of the game. Two players, one ball. Man, TV in the That's early 2000s. Lesser so known. No, literally, uh, they can see no boring crap, baby. <laughs> Beautiful. Two players, wow. one ball. Whoever possesses the ball gets his choice, not only for the start of the game, but also for overtime. One man enters, one man leaves. Yeah, this is this is like and once again, to win the scramble, you must have full possession. Representing the New York, New Jersey hitmen. Number 21, safety, Donnie Caldwell. <laughs> They had the camera on the Outlaws player. Yeah. <laughs> when he announced Full the hit ball Las Vegas Outlaws. Number 28, safety, Jamel Williams. Let's go to head referee, Randy Crystal. Okay, once, yeah, again, once again, guys, it's going to be ready, set. Those socks, man. Don't jump and go for the ball, not each other. That couple of safeties going to score for the Lions. <laughs> the hometown hero is on it, but the ball's still alive. Jamel Williams jumps on it. Yes. And the hometown <laughs> guys have right to kick a receive. We haven't even started yet, buddy, and the place is already going nuts. Amazing. That was great. It's great. Amazing. That was the thing that happened. That was the thing that happened. Oh, my God. I see why that caused injuries. Yeah, no. So that it became it became very dangerous <laughs> because you could tell them not to go for each other. But yeah, exactly right. I still th- I, I cut back to the Pac-12 real fast. I do think that Samsung refrigerators are still gonna be your best bet to watch Pac-12 football next year. I have no clue how they're going to uh, make this consummate this media deal like they want to. We'll put it that way. I think they should. Um contact somebody within the uh, uh, bowling alley uh, world and 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 instead of those little animations they give you when you throw a strike or a spare they just show you highlights from last week's games we'll replace the dancing hot dog and the like the dancing popcorn and the hot dog that does slips at drive-in movie theaters between mm-hmm. the features with the pac-12 network perfect let's, go down to the movie. let's all go watch the pac-12 there we go. Oh, yes. I love it. Uh, we will jump to the XFL since we were already there. And that just happened to be in Vegas. So week two of the XFL was there was a Thursday night game. Thursday night game was fine. It was interesting because Seattle's playing in in it's not called Quest Field is it anymore. Whatever it was called, whatever the, the Seahawks stadium is. It has a new name, but it's Quest Field. Yeah. And so like that, it's a great stadium. Seattle always, you know, it wasn't packed, but it was full-ish. It was but weird weather. It was really cold out. So, like, whatever. That worked great. And then we get to the Saturday night game in Vegas. I want you guys to imagine where they're where they're going to play an XFL game in Vegas. Okay. You go, well, maybe in, was it Allegiant Stadium, whatever it's called, where the Raiders play? Mm-hmm. UNLV's pro- home stadium? That's probably too big so and expensive to rent so probably not going to do that 
okay, well, where else can we put them? Well, UNLV has a stadium still, right? They have Sam Boyd. Um, turns out that UNLV actually signed a non-compete to get into Allegiant Stadium. They get paid $3.5 million a year by the Raiders to basically shut Sam Boyd down. Oh, okay. So they can't use Sam Boyd for anything without giant contractual issues. So where do you put the XFL? And if you guys don't know the answer to this, I'm going to, uh, I'll put a picture in the discord for it. Well, as soon as someone said what it was, I knew what it was, but I did not realize that they had to literally paint on the grass and that there were no stands on the other half of the field because it's it's just a minor league baseball stadium. Because it is just exactly right. It well, is a I minor league. I remember Googling it because it came up before. I remember Googling right. this remember during this. a show recording because it's actually an MLS stadium that used to be a baseball stadium, but it still looks like a baseball stadium. Do you know and, what level the uh, minor league baseball team was? Triple A. It was Triple A. Oh, okay. Pacific Coast League. They got a new stadium. Like yeah. that. Yeah, I was gonna say that looks small for a Triple A team. Even. It is. It is as square as you can get. It is square, square as hell. And it looks like an iOS icon. It does. It has that. It's, 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 it's a squircle. Is that the, yeah. is that the term? Yeah. Squircle. Yeah. It looks like a squircle. The worst part is that they have the stadium going in such a way that they can't use the press boxes. So they had to set up scaffolding. Oh God. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to post that picture in the discord because it is just insane. Can I say that on that Google earth view of the stadium, my favorite thing is uh, right next to it. It says ATM temporarily closed. <laughs> Everything about this picture is incredibly bleak. Apparently, there's a the Las Vegas Neon Museum is right down the road, and okay. it's very fun. That's oh, okay. less bleak. That's what the press box looked like. <laughs> that looks post-apocalyptic. And here's what it looked like from the side, from the outside view, like from the like. <laughs> watching American Mad Max. Ninja Warriors. Right. It it looks like an American Ninja Warrior setup. Although <laughs> I would be I would be even more concerned about this one holding up to anything. It is on FX, so it could be it could be the double feature. Good God! Plot twist. It looked like, like, like it just it just didn't feel viable. Okay, yes, you're right. It's Vegas. The, the grass grows dormant. Got to paint it. That's fine. Whatever. So Turf funny. was really rough. It rained yesterday. Mm -hmm. It never fucking rains in Vegas. And that didn't just rain. It rained hard in Vegas, and so the kickers were slipping, and it was a nightmare. The game was an actual nightmare to go through. And the announcers kept talking about how wonderful this stadium is and how we, and after saying how wonderful things were there for the whole game, that's when they show the shot of them in the press box <laughs> in the scaffolding. I comedy. <laughs> I just can't believe that UNLV football agreed to that. Like jumping back a little bit, like they are going to regret making that deal to play in that cavernous stadium that they're never going to be able to fill. Like mm -hmm. you think it's bad. I don't know what their deal is like, but like people dunk on pit for attendance all the time. This is going to be a temple situation very quickly. And yep. if the, in terms of attendance, and if this ends up being a longer term deal, UNLV is also going to have a perfectly good stadium, just sitting there rotting. I don't gonna, On the other hand, the way things are going, Maybe they join the Pac-12. No, it's true. <laughs> no, that is true. true. 
Um, but ugh. the Vegas Vipers joining the Pac-12, or that would be fine too. <laughs> Academic stalwarts, the Vegas Vipers. It, some other people mentioned that uh, Bishop Gorman, which is one of the big high schools out there, that stadium is actually a pretty nice stadium, but it only seats around five thousand, which is under what the XFL wanted, I believe. But still, man, it looked rough. And especially considering the XFL has actually gotten to some, like, they are playing at mostly pretty good location. You got the Alamo Dome, the Citrus Bowl, whatever they're calling that now. It's not, or they're playing at Houston Stadium. They're playing at the old ballpark in Arlington. Audi like, Field. Right. Like, these are legitimate things. And then to put, and this is the team they moved to, remember. This was, uh, this was the team, I forget which, which, where they moved this team from, but this was a move. No, from, it was from San Diego, I, think, I believe. They moved here from San Diego to Vegas and then only had this field option. The fuck are you doing? I, I, I know why you want to be in Vegas, but... But they could it, just play at San Diego State Stadium and that would be great. Snapdragon, brand new stadium. Brand new. Yeah. This, this made it look so much cheaper than they've been trying. They've been trying so hard to make it look like this is real football. And this looked cheap. And I and like that's the kind of shit you can't get away with when you're trying to be a risk, an upstart spring league. It can't look cheap. And this looks cheap anyways. That's a quality rant. I, I want this to Love work. It. I kind of want, like, I, I, I have, I kind of want this to work. And it just, this, like, this is not going to. If you click on uh, Roger Sherman's tweet in the show notes, you can see what they were kicking into and how bad the field looked. Like, it was just, it was a nightmare. And like I said, it's raining. It never rains in Vegas. I get that. But it's got to be better. Anyways. Have you guys seen the parrot at the softball game? Yes. You see the parrot no, at the softball game? No, I'm so but... glad that I have now, though. Yeah, it's great. It the parrot at the softball game makes me so happy. Landed right on the home plate umpire. I <laughs> The home plate umpire I, just being like, I have a parrot now. And then someone else just walking up and doing the classic, like, I'm just going to stick my finger out and pick up the bird move to get the parrot out of the game. So that good. Was, that's, that's, that's UCF's ground crew because they're playing this game at UCF Stadium. This is a tournament. And so UCF's ground crew dude just shows up. Like, like I assume every Floridian is able to handle wildlife. So I assume this is just sort of like what they do. Yeah, that's uh, they third. claim they're able to handle wildlife. Uh, uh, our our good friend Matt Brown at Extra Points actually since fired some emails off today to the grounds crew at UCF to ask them how often this kinds of thing happens because oh, yeah. clearly I demand to know. Uh, have you guys ever been to Medieval Times? No. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, actually, not Medieval Times. I've only been to the one at the Excalibur in Vegas. Okay. So one of the Medieval Times things they do, I think, at all the all the castles, is they have a falconer. And they do this little like falcon thing where they spin the lure and the falcon dives in and out and it's really cool. But they're always very big like, okay, don't, you know, don't hold your food up while the falcon's in the air. Don't clink your drinks. Don't, you know, because they have you like these pewter mugs. Don't do all this shit. Okay, fine. <laughs> I have been to one where the falcon like lost control. Oh no. Because the falcon, the the lure, the lure they were using to get the falcon to loop snapped. And the Falcon no longer had a lure to follow. So it was just doing like circles inside the arena and the voice very quickly, you know, breaking, uh, breaking the, the realism, please. Uh, 
ladies and gentlemen in the castle, please put your hands down and do not move as we recover the falcon. <laughs> this very much felt like that with like the falconer climbing into the audience, you know, to get the falcon off of the, the blue knight section. You want to hear my? <laughs> you want to hear my experience with exotic wildlife? Yes. So it actually was a pair a parakeet. I was uh, working like a, a summer job, like like we were training at a zoo. So we were going around doing all the different stations back when I wanted to like do zoology stuff. Mm -hmm. the, we were feeding them in the back area because they were just introduced to the zoo, like the aviary section. And uh, we're feeding them. We're putting the food in the feeder. And one of them latched onto my ear and wouldn't let go. Nice. For like five minutes. Cool. It was uh, not, not great. And so you, saw, you saw that earlobe. Good for you. Yeah, I do. And, and it wasn't pierced by the, the beak. I was, I was about to ask. Did you dropped you ear, earring. So I want to go back to that video for one second. So that yeah. parrot landed on the ump shoulder and it was there for a few seconds. Do you think maybe Bobby Cox trained a parrot to go land an umpire's shoulder and just <laughs> swear at it for a while? Potentially, potentially. I, 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 I'm saying that that parrot immediately, I'm, I'm glad they ejected the parrot because you can't do that with an ump. Can't touch him. Sure. That's just, that's it right there. Can't do that. Can't do that. <sighs> I went to the Dallas Zoo this weekend, and you guys all know the Dallas Zoo's had some issues. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't take anything home. <laughs> I didn't. That was so that part of the joke was that I was going to go and just sort of figure out what I wanted. There was a, there, they didn't have a capybara, but they had an anteater that I was like, that's, that's good. But I did go see the cloud leopard that got, that, that escaped, and I did go see the emperor tamarins that were stolen. Everyone <laughs> seems to be very happy. I don't know if you guys remember when the, when the cloud leopard escaped, they were very clear, like, oh, don't worry. It's just, it's, this isn't a dangerous leopard. This is a, this is just a small leopard. That's and I not remember, reassuring. I remember <laughs> it being a little bigger, like, like kind of big. And I went and I saw, I was like, I would not call that a small leopard. It was, it was big. It was large. So that was fun. It's a, it's a less than lethal leopard. Right. And, and of course it was just like an asshole cat because when it got out, what did it do? It just sat you know, in a tree nearby its enclosure for six hours and no one could see it because it fucking blends into trees because it's a leopard and meant to blend into trees. We have a new Substack series coming out. Kamish is starting this. He likes much after, after we're still trying to find more coaches that have done weird stints, but we're now moving on also to whatever happened to this conference. And have you guys ever heard about the border conference? Can I, can I propose a question? I have not, but yeah, go for it. I propose that everybody here guesses what said border is. That okay? That is true. Yes. What 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 border do you think we're talking about? Oh yeah, it's it's what I thought it was. Yes, it's like New Mexico. Oh, I was gonna say Carolinas. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the Mason yeah, no. Dixon actually. Because when you when you drive on on ninety five South and you pass from North to South Carolina, you get the very tasteful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> South yeah. Oh, no. With the incredibly not offensive to anybody mascot. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely 100% authentic theming at South of the Border. The best thing about South of the Border, having been there once when I was like 11 and realizing mm -hmm. that it was not great even then, is the billboards. Oh, yeah. You get billboards starting like 300 miles out and you can just count them to amuse yourself. Mm -hmm. I do South recommend of the that. Border is just sort of like Southern Breezewood. Don't slander <laughs> Breezewood like that. Breezewood has actual utility. It's not just a tourist trap. South of oh, the border God. is actually oh, just yeah, a tourist I know, trap. I know. What is this? 
traffic violations, probably. Oh, I'm sure that the town of Breezewood, insofar as there is one, uh, runs off of revenue from the businesses that are in that strip and traffic violations. I am absolutely sure. You know, every time I'm traveling back through Pennsylvania, I really want to step in the black and gold <laughs> store. Yeah, you do. Hey, it's like the largest black and gold store in the state. I drove past the billboard today. It did not go through Breezewood, though. And this state implies that there's a black and gold store in some other state, nationality, principality that's larger. (laughs) It might say in the world. I don't remember. The billboard was actually, (laughs) the billboard is eastbound and I drove. Uh Uh-oh. Did we just mute her? Did she just lose her? We lost her. Yeah. <laughs> He's going on a, a good rant here. I can see it was good. It was such a good rant. <laughs> I didn't even go to mute her myself. Yeah, sorry to spoil the fun that I knew the the conference. No, that's no. good. We're doing great. It's great. We're doing fine. Wait for it. Oh, muted. Just thinking about it. Let's see if it works now. Oh. Okay. You hear us? You're you're still muted in the program. Oh, there we go. No. no. Nope. <laughs> the hate that was that was great. That reaction. Oh, mwah. perfect. It's beautiful. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, by the way, near Cashman Field is also the Las Vegas Natural History Museum, which seems curious. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, switching from my $300 nice headphones that have decided to decide that the call is over in the middle of the call twice to whatever these are. (laughs) Are they skull candies? They may as well be. (laughs) There you go. That audio is actually not bad. I won't lie. Okay. Noted. So the Border Conference had at its max, I believe, nine members? Nine. This was a hell of a conference, guys. I'm going to start re- listing. I'm going to list them as the names that they were back in the day. So we have West Texas State, Texas Tech, Hardin Simmons, and Texas Mines in Texas. We have New Mexico and New Mexico A&M in New Mexico. And we have Arizona, Arizona State at Tempe, and Arizona State at Flagstaff. That's That's not a bad conference. Imagine it for basketball now when U of A is like so much better than everybody else. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Nowadays, but however, Texas Tech basketball occasionally. Okay. Not, not this year, but not this year. Vegas, yes. Consider Arizona state. <laughs> yeah, well, God. they did win on Saturday. Ayo. So yeah, we're, we're going to start talking about more of these defunct conferences uh, in that in that conference, by the way, all those schools are still D1, except for Hardin-Simmons, who's now D3, and West Texas State, which is now West Texas A&M, and Canyon, which is now D2. So we're going to talk more about defunct college football conferences, because that Wikipedia article is super fun. I'm, I'm excited to see when the Pac-12 goes on there. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. Also, we also have... <laughs> We also hate when the Florida State leaves because because everyone knows that the SEC is going to welcome Florida State in with open arms. Florida will just be like, "Come on in, guys." <laughs> yeah, that's no. It's actually great for Florida because that's one more game every two years. They don't have to leave the state. It's true. Along with our other Substack, we'll be talking about Kevin Steele and his journey this week 
it's not nearly as far because he stayed most mostly in like a certain area, but it has been a lot of jobs. Again, also, I don't know what he did as director of player personnel at Alabama in 2013, but that was his job title. Who knew? Sounds fake. It sounds fake. The other thing I wanted to say was that, nope, lost it. Never mind. I'll <laughs> cut that part. My brain just totally lost it. Leave it my, in. My kid, my kid was an absolute shit today. And I, I, this evening was just, <laughs> was a rough one. So my brain is just not flowing smooth. Oh, I know what we need to do. I wanted to do, uh, our our colleagues over at the full cast did their great sec draft for their permanent opponents and i thought it would be funnier and more appropriate for us eventually if we do a draft for all the other conferences yes so if we we find every other conference and pick everyone's three permanent rivals i think that would be funny so that's a that's a that's a, a, a going forward kind of thing but i believe that it is time for basketball Okay. What do you got? So Idaho State had quite a week. Yeah, they did. They brought back the King Spud Trophy and they beat University of Idaho. And then that was on Thursday. And then on Saturday, they ended Eastern Washington's winning streak in conference. So that circle has been completed because Eastern Washington, that was their first conference loss. Uh, I dropped Kings, I dropped King Spud in the chat in case no one, in case people haven't seen King Spud. I love King Spud so much. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a cute one. What can I say? He looks like back tonight's cousin who's had a little more fun in his life. This is the first time that the Bengals have, gotten king spud in a long time since like the 70s could not find the information it's lost the okay. time time lost the time okay that's fine the I mean, we can uh, look for ending eastern washington's win streak was super impressive because eastern washington has been absolute fire down the stretch and for idaho state to win that one was huge good god sicko's question is yeah. the basketball court red too because if it isn't, it should be. Oh, is it? I think it might be. Yes. They're, they were they were sixteen and zero in conference, uh, uh, running an eighteen game winning streak. Oh, you're gonna be so sad, Pit Girl. No, oh, it's not. It was. I'm gonna post it. It's it no. It's just normal. Oh. It's not like it's not even normal. It's just like it's like even boring for college basketball. It's college basketball. Everyone has fucking crazy. Yeah, look up Cal State Bakersfield. That's the best one. That is the best one. Everyone Googles. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's incredible. That's that's a lot, guys. The oh one God. that actually, besides besides the TCU one that actually makes me physically ill to look at. I love that one. <laughs> the, the one that I really like is the, the Colorado States that has the weird effect. Do you like, oh, yeah, the ram horns? Yeah. Do you like, like the Oregon one with like, the trees? I love the Oregon one. Yeah, it's great. That one's really nice. The 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 Colorado State one gives me slight vertigo. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The having it like circle in on the free throw arc like really just like the lines don't match up with the the three point arc and it's just uh, it's 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 hard to look at. I love it. There should be an achievement for going there and then hitting every spot in that Nautilus shell. 
that's how you have to, like you, have, you play horse like that right you play some horse by like scooting around the edge on that you could do some sort of like halftime entertainment like the kid that hit the free throws and got a fr- or you know the half court shot and got a free apartment at at Pitt a couple weeks ago but you just how like make a shot from every point in x amount of time and you win some fabulous prize yeah i'm uh i'm looking at the eastern washington ken palm page to look at their non-conference because mm-hmm. they started four and seven and now they've won 18 in a row until saturday they played some early season games in both hawaii and florida so who's really winning here you know that's living the good life getting those miles all right so next up we have to talk about all the buzzer beaters especially the ones that happened today and yesterday so the ones today iowa women caitlin clark that was insane and it was a sick shot and she said afterwards to holly Rowe, you know i thought it was money so queen beautiful good god Uh, and indiana was also like on a long winning streak so now they're 26 and 2. michigan and wisconsin played a basketball game and it was sicko as usual uh (laughs) michigan hit a buzzer beater to send it to overtime hunter dickinson just kind of threw it up and it went in so that was uh fun i'm not partisan or anything uh (laughs) asu beat arizona on a on a buzzer beater on saturday which was which was awesome for those who don't like arizona like yours truly um san diego state over new mexico at the pit um new mexico's uniforms amazing excellent turquoise land of enchantment and finally, Florida State over Miami, which was the biggest comeback in ACC history. <laughs> Thank you, Knowles. What was the what was the lead in that game? I would think it was twenty six points. <laughs> Dear God, a ninety nine point like two percentage on one of those like trackers for winning was uh, Miami's max, and uh, they blew the game. So, good job. And they're probably still going to win the conference. It's the ACC. Oh, it might be Pitt. Hopefully, it'll be Pitt. I'd say yeah, but be careful. We need to shout out Lindenwood University, the Lindenwood Lions. They are in the Ohio Valley Conference, and they made the uh, conference tournament their first year in. Yeah, they beat SEMO like on a crazy, like one of those, another one of those winch percentage charts that was like an earthquake hit where it was, or a parabola, like down and up and then down again. Mm-hmm. And uh, they won it over time. So that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty crazy. So also on Saturday in Iowa, so big big weekend for Iowa hoops being sicko, which you know that's that's normal. Uh, they were down ten, the men, uh, and then friend McCaffrey decided to stare down the ref, and uh, they went on a twenty-seven to fourteen run against Michigan State and won in overtime. <laughs> what was the point of the stare down? Because I saw this. He, he had gotten a technical foul earlier in the game. Okay, and uh, he decided to just kind of have a stare down contest. Okay, like like I dare like I'm daring you to call something or just yeah. While his team was like having a timeout and discussing offensive strategy, so <laughs> don't really know why. Good use he of time. Okay, involved in that. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a special one. That he, he knows when to delegate. He knows when and how to delegate, and he felt that yeah. his time was most effectively used putting the fear of God in the officials. You don't have a grad student you can delegate that to. Not a grad student job. Grad students are good... intimidating. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. got to come from the top. That's true. Yeah. And uh, more Big Ten. So the this... Purdue Boilermakers are going to win it. 
this like this middle of this Big Ten just oh my god. The best part is Northwestern's is too good to be on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that so, Northwestern got overrated chanted today. Wow. Jesus. Incredible. So yeah, this is like four through one, two, four through five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Riveting content, me counting. Uh, four through ten in the Big Ten. Uh Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Penn State, all 10 and 7 and 8 and 9. And it's, it's so starchy. Like, this is just, God, this is like potato casserole basketball. So it's in the this Midwest, what did you expect? I know. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not going to talk about potatoes because I, I slammed tachos today and I about got my shit kicked in by you. So. Do not slander tachos. They they are seven dollar tachos. Do, well, Domino's needs Domino's needs to say the fuck out of the tachos. Okay, I would and have paid seven dollars for tachos, but not from Domino's. I would not trust Domino's with this. I don't. Well, Domino's, trust Domino's. The, the, the commercial this. was very much along the lines of, uh, you know, we we've we've we're, we're about delivery, and so we found out that fries suck. Like, okay, that's that's how the commercial starts. I'm like, okay, but you're a pizza plate, so don't fuck with fries anyways. Why are you doing this? And they're like, well, the answer is tots. <laughs> you answered a question that no one asked. No one wants tots from you, Domino's. This is true. This is true. I thought I initially, on initial reading of the tweet, I thought that the concept of tachos was being slandered. Oh, no, I am no, no, fine no. with slandering Domino's. I am a Pennsylvanian. Fuck chain pizza. There are Just so many independent pizza Al- places. Nothing but Altoona pizza for you. Okay, up and down. Yep. <laughs> Yum. They refuse to respect the Altoona ways. Exactly. Sal- nothing ways like beautiful salami and processed cheese. Mm-mm-mm. I have never a- consumed Altoona pizza. Beth still owes me one at some we're point in the to, nebulous at some, future. At some point, we're all going to do that. Yeah. Podcast on location. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from the Altoona curve right field. Mm-hmm. Yes. When. All right. So, uh, big girl, the floor is yours to talk about. Our boy. Yeah. So, um, I was in attendance for my first pit basketball game, I think since senior day, my senior year. Uh, I did not attend after I graduated because I graduated in 2017. Uh, and the basketball team was not good. Varying degrees of not good for the last five years. Um, but I was pleased to attend the Syracuse game on Saturday. Uh, many things of note happened, but the most notable thing is the man, the myth, the legend, one and only Aiden Fish, uh, got into the game at the end. He is a former team manager. He started as a team manager as a freshman and then was a walk-on for two and a half, three seasons. And he got a scholarship. I think like this semester, got a scholarship, has gotten some time. He played against Louisville. He did not score against Louisville. He played in the non-con a little bit as well. But they put him into the Syracuse game because Pitt was up quite a lot, very, very close to hanging 100. Pitt nice. did not hang 100 because really Aiden Fish got a basket and is the proud owner of two ACC points after spending all of that time showing up for the shittiest fucking basketball team in the world. And I am so proud of him. And we are all so proud of him. And the zoo got, and like the state, um, the Pete, generally speaking, was 
loud in a way that it has not been since I was like a freshman or sophomore and Jamie Dixon was still there. It was not louder at any point than when Aiden Fish scored. Incredibly heartwarming. All of that was awesome. Also, the buzzer beater, the Florida State buzzer beater happened during the game and they showed the updated ACC conference standings. Big cheer for that. Big cheer for that. Uh, which was very satisfying. Additionally, and I don't know how much coverage this got on the GameCast, but I want to mention it. So the zoo, also there's like the zoo news. Everybody has the newspaper. They introduce the opposite team. Everybody pretends to be reading the paper and like moves it down and yells that that player sucks and that the head coach sucks too. Great gimmick. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love it. They also shred, so you shred the paper and you have it and you keep it as confetti. When Pitt scores, you you confetti the confetti, right? Okay. Very fun. Um, That happened in this game and somebody and i don't know who i could not see from where i was sitting if it was someone from the zoo or elsewhere someone chucked like a rally towel onto the floor and so play immediately halted and the refs had to have a whole conversation about it and jeff cable was like standing out on the court like what the fuck is this (laughs) and everything all of this they had to have the pa guy be like please do not throw things on the floor the next one's a technical so shout out to whoever did that don't do that Additionally, Jim Beheim got caught picking his nose on camera again. And I heard on Twitter, the zoo had many signs of like the original picture of Jim, Pe- Jim Beheim yeah, kick- yeah. picking his nose nice. on camera. Behind the end of the baskets, there were like four. Yes. I heard, <laughs> I heard that uh, the camera guys were supposed to be trying very hard not to show those. Um, you know, it's well, like when you, when you start to become aware of your tongue, now all of a sudden you have to feel your tongue in your mouth and now it's there. Oh, it's the it. same thing. Like if you know that's a thing. It's- gonna come up i mean all i have to say about that is that um jim Beheim seems to have done a good enough job embarrassing himself without all of those nose picking signs so i appreciate the zoo for pouring it on but not entirely necessary actually he's gonna find a way to blame pit nil for this loss <laughs> oh yeah we bought aiden fish actually yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> bought and sold i'm constantly amazed the more i see people's like cheer sheets from like the very serious schools, the more like painfully embarrassed I am for these schools because holy hell, especially the Duke ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. I think those it, is, big, it is, it is, it is the, it is the epitome of, uh, of explaining the joke into the ground. Mm-hmm. Good God, y'all. Yeah. Good God. Oh, I forgot to mention this too. I don't know if it was make outable on the broadcast, um, but Judah Mintz was heavily recruited by Pitt and committed to Pitt and then decommitted and went to Syracuse. Every time he had the ball, the zoo was chanting traitor. Every single time. Good. Wow. I need to go to Very more D1. I need to go more D1 basketball. God. I would recommend it. I didn't watch basketball at all until I went to Pitt and it's so much fun. I need to go. I have, I have, I, I'm within pretty close drive of like UTA North Texas SMU there's there's plenty around here I could go to TCU and take some Dramamine and hopefully don't boot on their court <laughs> I would too bad UTA doesn't play in the uh the auditorium anymore god I know I I I missed it I missed the chance I'll never see it so the only thing we have left is uh Converse tournaments are actually starting tomorrow yes the a Sun is playing tomorrow this is the part Our I love Bellarmine Knights are playing tomorrow Yes. The national championship from last year because they won their conference tournament, but then could not go to the NCAA tournament. So claim it. Um, yeah, but the best the best seeded ones, we can have a discussion about the reseeding of the Horizon League, which I think is heinous and terrible personally. But the WCCs is just beautiful. It's so many unnecessary buys. 
yeah, I'll I'll pull it up again now that we actually have the bracket. Uh, Plus, built, uh, BYU is lead. this is BYU's last year in in this tournament, so I don't know what they're going to do when they have an uneven number of teams. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I I dropped it in the Discord. The, or the, add like Portland Bible. This uh, this know, awesome bracket. There's a gauntlet of whatever. I ten seed Pepperdine is always going to be my favorite. I believe in ten seed Pepperdine, but yeah, this is the one where you get a four, you get three buys if you're the one or two seed. Uh, the Ohio Valley Conference is also doing something very similar to this. Yeah, again, this just feels like this is an anime, pl- like an anime like series plot, like. Mm-hmm this is yeah like pepperdine is a shonen protagonist and just needs to make its way up the power levels i don't think i'm they're not going remembering to. who or what year but i think there was a team that one year made it from the first round to the semifinal, and then like everybody was cramping in the semifinal game because they had played a lot of games in a lot of days yeah they, they do give them one day in between the quarters and the semis that is the one the one nice thing to get the sunday off that from what I could find, I've only ever seen a four seed win this tournament. That's the lowest seed I could find that has won the tournament in this format. A four seed got it once. No three seed has ever won it. Surprise. But hmm. past that, nada. Like it is, but, it is just built to get two teams into the finals. Yeah. I, do you think the point of this tournament is that the conference sees that the uh, NCAA tournament is going to take the cha- tournament championship? champion to be in the tournament automatic bids and so now that they have the automatic bid they want to make it so that their best teams have the easiest way in instead of anybody can this was also to keep this was to keep gonzaga in the conference also when gonzaga was starting to look like they were in a bolt yeah i was gonna say let them win easier that it's it's pro gonzaga bias to give them only two games to win the conference tournament because they're always i don't i i presume that they've been the first or second seed every year they're the second seed this year because st mary's won the conference uh, uh because they're, uh, they're, they're, they're lost at home they're, they're technically tied they're tied right yeah yeah because yeah. uh they've split and each one has dropped another game but st mary's is the one seed so. yeah this this is feels, beautiful i understand why you would do that as a conference but it feels really gross it's like when um during the covid season when the big 10 was looking at like screwing over indiana um, mm-hmm. not that it ever came to pass, but if it had, I would have been like, it's just like, I get why you do it. I understand why the incentives are there, but like, if See, you're looking this, at it from a sports prote- perspective, it sucks. This, this to me makes more sense in a real one team conference. If you're going to get one bid, the, like the, the West coast conference, they'll get two probably. Yeah. And some years they get three when BYU is good or when San Francisco is good or when Santa Clara, who I thought was going to be better, a little better this year. Yeah. And they're good, but this is really a usually a one bid league. And now St. Mary's is at the level where they're also going to get in as an at large. So they could but change. They're, getting- they're going to have to change it when uh, when BYU leaves. So it's going to be interesting to see what they change it to. But if they can still get two bids, they still want the best opportunity for one of those two teams to win the the tournament. Because yeah, you know, you don't want one of them going out in like the first round or whatever, right? right. Let's t- let's talk about the Horizon thing because I have I have some I have some opinions. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's crazy. Well, first off, I'm at, I'll pull it up. Our beautiful IUPUI are, of course, playing on the first day. They are. So they do sort of the NFL kind of thing where they reseed after every round. 
Ooh. So round one is the 512, 611, 710, and 89. And then they reseed. And then they reseed again. I like this. This to me makes sense. Because it, it doesn't get you weird about how, like, there there's issues with these kinds of brackets where you end up not playing, quote unquote, the easiest schedule. You'll, you'll get the easiest draw, whatever. This to me makes sense. But I know that for lots of basketball people, the idea of reseeding is is a fucking heresy. I just think it privileges the top seed. Like it's not there. It's there's no way to con. How would I put it? Like if the 12 seed beats the five seed, they should just like slide in and play who they're going to play next in my mind. I don't know. That just makes sense to me. I, I understand on principle, like, okay, yeah, this seems okay, but there's something like within my heart that does not like this. I don't, I can't really, I thought I was going to be able to explain it, but I guess I can't. No, I sort of get what you're saying, but I also feel like it's a good way to sort of correct for, like you see every year in the big tournament that like there's always a team that gets overseeded because they have a shiny name next to them or a team that gets underseeded because they don't. This is potentially a way to correct for that a little bit, but I like at a conference level, I don't know that that matters as much because there aren't as many teams. Um, yeah, that's true. Hmm. This is going to be the tournament though, by the way. These, there's like three teams that could pretty easily win this. I think as far as fairness, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why not have the team that did best during the regular season get privileged to face the worst team going forward? But I think what Andrew's trying to communicate is that the vibes of it are off. Mm -hmm. Like, vibes of the tournament of the low seed team, you know, gets the upset and now they get a easier matchup because they got the upset than somebody else would have. It's, you know, it's fun. Well, this bracket, yeah. I'm looking at the bracket on Wikipedia also, and just because of the number of teams, like, it's just so janky looking. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the reason I like it is because it preserves the, the importance of getting those top four seeds without doing what the West Coast Conference does and absolutely sandbagging them for three rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like a better balance to make those seeds important but not have to, you know, give three buys leading up to it, whatever weirdness they have there. There's there. I love conference tournament season for a lot of reasons. This is when I like start really start getting interested just because they're all the tournaments are so not weirdly done or whatever. They just, they're so many options. If each, you can see how each conference really goes into it thinking, okay, this is how we're going to get the outcome that is best for us. And so you have the conferences that you know that most teams are going to get bids, like the Big 12, where, okay, we'll, we'll just do a straightforward, you know, we got X number of teams, we'll just do it straightforward. But then you have these one big le- one bid leagues trying to sort of, well, the ASUN had the weird one. That's the one that's starting tomorrow. Right. And they have a weird one because their first round seating is bizarre. They have the 9 and 10 playing and the 7 and 8 playing. I mean, I guess if you're going to recede, maybe that works. They don't recede, though. Oh, well, never mind then. I'll post, post that one. They don't yeah. recede, but that, but so that means that instead of getting the, the winner of the 7-10, uh, Kansas State's getting the winner of the 9-10 game, which yeah. is a small change, but again, fundamentally changes. Like everyone, Right. We're all having that face of like, this feels weird, and I'm not sure why. 
I wonder what the logic for that is because like I don't feel like it's particularly likely for a like 7-8 game to be meaningfully more competitive than an, a 7-10 game. Wait, they also reseed. Oh, they re- but they reseed after this. Oh, God. Only after that next they, call. So man. they reseed. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they reseed after the semifinals. Yes. After the semifinals. The, the best about this, Andrew, was that I've, I've been trying to, in trying to find, to get the schedule cleared up to make sure I know what games are on what day, I've been having to try to find, oh God. Behold trying the to, watch grid. Trying to find Behold out my, basically. My personal watch grid. Um, ripped loosely paper. Like every conference's website trying to find what they think their bracket is going to look like. And up until like a week ago, only half of the conferences even had a bracket, even a blank bracket up. Like this felt, this is so vibes based. It, and like clearly they had to have had this plan for months, but just buried, couldn't find it, had to dig through like handbooks and shit to find these things. The bylaws of the conference. Yes. Dear, I was having to read conference fucking bylaws. Dear random college basketball co- conferences, let us plan your co- your tournaments. I promise it'll go better. Dream job is to run Arch Madness. I did that. That would be really fun uh, arch madness i am super i'm super excited i've never heard that phrase before i love it yeah that's the that's the missouri valley the a couple of teams have left the missouri valley um the last couple of years but it still should, should be really fun i want a 16 team conference with uh world cup pool play Ooh. Ooh. someone write to greg sankey uh, what's the D3 conference that has all the Penn State schools? Oh, it's not the PSAC. It's like it has a name very similar to the PSAC. Um, hang on. It's just like the Penn State conference. It basically is. It's Bren, Bren, Penn State branch campuses, athletic. Yeah, the, Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania State University Athletic Conference. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Uh, let's, see what their, let's see what their bracket looks like. The PSWAC. The, the PSWAC. PSWAC. <laughs> So we have in the East Division, we have, uh, and don't correct my pronunciation because Beth will require will that not. later on. In we the have East Penn Div- State, Penn State, Penn State, and Penn State. Yes. Uh, in the East Division, we have in, the one seed is Brandywine, the, sec- the two seed is Skullkill, the third is Wilkes Bar, and the fourth is Lehigh Valley. In the West Division, we have Mont Alto, Greater Allegheny, New Kensington, and Fayette. Good I think try. It's <laughs> You guys are just trying to make me make weird faces again. I'm sensing I'm wrong. I spent a little bit of time in Albany where they have like the, there's a river or stream with that name. I'm just super happy for all the Penn State, the Penns State. Penn State <laughs> Shenango? Shenango's a great name. Shenango? <laughs> Scranton? New Kensington? These aren't real places. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly, several of these places are not in fact real places. I cannot be convinced that Penn State Fayette is real. The best is when so I the best was when I was like there was another conference. I think it was the PSAC that had like three Penn States. I was like, how many more Penn States can you have at a conference? And the college logo folks were like, you could have a conference full of Penn States. Well then, okay. Is it the but, plural pens? No. But they're not all Nittany Lions. No. There's like nine Nittany Lions, two mountain lions, and then like a something the lion. Pitts branch campuses are all like technically Panther variants. Also, I looked this up one time and like one of them is the Black Panthers, and one of them is the Golden Pan. Like, there's, ver- they're all variants. They're not all exactly the Panthers. So, so they're all, they're all, they're all fake animals that don't actually exist. We've covered this before. <laughs> Words are socially constructed. They can mean whatever we want them to mean. I thought you were going to say that they were like cougar, mountain lion, puma, <laughs> jaguarundi. 
Although Jaguarundi is not technically a, I don't think Jaguarundi is actually not technically a jaguar, which is funny. The eerie Nittany Ligers. <laughs> okay, so we don't need to do Drive to Survive. We can do that later on because we're gonna we're gonna swing back by when F one starts up again. I do want that Gunther and uh, Matias series. Is like that picture was adorable. I don't. I wonder what Matias. Opening is. of the series. So I did not realize that Matias was Swiss. Yeah. He's Swiss, he's, but he's not even from, like, Italian Switzerland. He's, he's from, from French Switzerland. Yeah. And then Gunther is, speaks German, but is from Italy. And because he's from South Tyrol, which is the German-speaking part of Italy. <laughs> so, God, you're up. Thanks, Holy Roman Empire. I definitely right. know you had something to do with this. Oh, 100%. There is some elect, uh, the, 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 you know, the Palatine elector of South Tyrol has, did this or something. <laughs> when in doubt, blame Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. That is every CK2 playthrough I've ever had. When in doubt, blame Charlemagne. Blame Charlemagne. It's like Don. Again, that CK3. I got to get in the CK3. I should have put this at the front because this is college football related, but do we all see Jim Harbaugh moving a tree? I did not see yes. this. Yeah, I mentioned the ice storm. Let me find you the video. Yeah, the ice storm. The video is very wholesome, honestly. Not that I'm biased or anything, but the best part was the dad interchange. Like, you're a good man. Let him know. It was very very wholesome. Honestly, my favorite part is the fact that he rolled up in a van. It was definitely like a a Sienna minivan. (laughs) You know what? I can see it. I can see Jim Harbaugh driving a dad mobile like that. Oh, you hold all the kids, all this stuff. It's great. It fit all the offensive linemen in here. I'll use I'll use my powers. Hold up. Oh, you're gonna. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to see if this actually like works in the podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Otherwise, I'm gonna have some really fun audio to cut. <laughs> Push it this way. I guess. Yeah. Okay. It's a big ass tree. A little better. It is a big ass tree. Clear one lane at least. He's wearing jeans. I mean, what what else would you be wearing? It's it was like twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit in Michigan. Of course, he's wearing jeans and a sweater and a flannel. Should do for a lane. Yeah. 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 All right. What's your name? Cooper. Cooper, nice to meet you. Yeah. You as well. Thank you, sir. You're a good man. Oh, hey, feel free to spread the word on that. Uh, of course. I feel like you're going to keep that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You're a good guy. Ooh. Well, I appreciate you again, man. This All is right, so well, Midwestern. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't it? You have a good night. That works. Yeah. I just... Honestly, the low-key funniest part to me is when he says, I'm Jim. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> if you're in Ann Arbor and you don't know who Jim Harbaugh is, I'm, I'm trying to imagine the person that lives in Ann Arbor that does not know who Jim Harbaugh is. It's not like being Lincoln Riley in California and being able to blend in and know who's, knows who the fuck you are 10 feet from campus. Yeah. Come on. Gosh, I hope when Lincoln Riley goes out in public, people are just like, teach your kids on a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> see, now, now, next time I go to California to see the in-laws, I'm going to hang around campus just so I can, or whenever I see him go someplace, I'm paranoid. Just go to campus in a two-lane shirt. 
Everybody Let rolls up on USC in the Humfield Angry Wave shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's all we got for tonight. Anything else, ladies and gentlemen? No, make your make your cheat sheets. Make your cheat sheets. A Sun basketball starts tomorrow at 7 p.m. for some bizarre reason. It's late in the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 two games on at the same time because it's campus sites. I don't know why they're on at the same time if you're oh like a reporter that covers both the conference. Like, are you supposed to watch both? I don't, I, whatever. Quarks. Quarks. Super juicy. Okay, folks, we will see you all on Tuesday then when we record again. It's good to be back. Take it easy.